It's time to break down the Buffalo Bills Week 17 opponent, the challenges they present, and what the Bills need to do to deal with them today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, folks, time to get ready for Week 17. The Bills are at home in Week 17 to host the New England Patriots. The game will be played on Sunday, December 31st at 1 p.m. Eastern time at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. The game will be broadcasted on CBS. Kevin Harlan is on the play-by-play. Trent Green is the game analyst, and Melanie Collins is the sideline reporter. This will be the 129th all-time meeting between the Bills and Patriots, and the Bills are 49-78-1 all-time against New England. Of course, the Patriots won the Most recent meeting back in week seven, but the Bills prior to that won the previous four and six of the last seven. The Bills, of course, enter this game nine and six, have an opportunity to clinch a playoff berth if they win this game. And, um, you know, there's some very basic things like the Chiefs beating the Bengals and the Seahawks beating the Steelers. If those three things happen, the Bills are clinched in terms of a playoff opportunity. We know if Baltimore beats Miami, uh, which is a game played at the exact same time as the Bills and Ravens, and the Bills beat the Patriots, then Week 18 in Miami is for the AFC East. So big implications here for the Buffalo Bills, but none of these clinching scenarios, none of these opportunities the Bills have to make it through the wild card or win the division, that formula does not include the Bills losing to the Patriots. So a critical game for Buffalo Against the Patriots, who are 4-11, and they have been a little bit better lately, 2-2 two and two over the last four, but 4-11 and 11 on the season. Their four wins have come against the Jets, Bills, Steelers, and Broncos. Their 11 losses, the Eagles twice to the Dolphins, Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, Commanders, Colts, Giants, Chargers, and Chiefs. Head coach of the Patriots, Bill Belichick, 71 years old, 29th season as an NFL head coach, 24th with the New England Patriots, has an all-time record of 302 and 163. He's won a lot of games. He's won a lot of Super Bowls. You know all about Bill Belichick. Now, what you may be a little less familiar with is the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. That's Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi has replaced Mac Jones as the Patriots starter. Zappi, 24 years old, was a fourth-round pick in 2022 by the Patriots out of Western Kentucky. Six foot one, 215 pounds, has started six career games to this point, uh, four of those being this year. 
and he's actually been fairly successful. The Patriots are four and two in his six starts, two and two this season. He's completing 63.5% of his passes this year, 195 passing yards per game, six passing touchdowns, four interceptions, and a passer rating of 83.1. We're going to break down all of his splits here in just a moment, and you're going to see there's some some good things happening uh, with Bailey Zappi in this Patriots offense, especially based on what the standard was under Mac Jones. It's been a lot better. I do want to share with you my scouting report on Bailey Zappi. I studied him extensively at Western Kentucky and at Houston Baptist. And so I have a a summary section of my scouting report that I think will help paint the picture of his background and the caliber of player the Bills are facing on Sunday afternoon. So this is the summary of my scouting report on Bailey Zappi that I wrote before the 2022 draft. This is what it says. Bailey Zappi began his college career at Houston Baptist, where he became a starter as a true freshman in 2017. After a highly productive run at Houston Baptist, where he started through 2020, Zappi leveled up and transferred to Western Kentucky, where he continued his incredible production and earned Conference USA MVP honors while receiving an invitation to play in the Senior Bowl. Zappi is a decisive quarterback that executes the offense with clear command of the unit. While the offense at Western Kentucky featured plenty of manufactured throws, Zappi still showcased the ability to work progressions and hit throws with anticipation. He is poised and rhythmic in the pocket with a strong understanding of where his answers are on the field, and he does a great job of getting the ball to his playmakers. He makes some highly impressive touch throws between zones and frequently drops the football in the bucket on vertical shots. When it comes to his production projection at the next level, his overall physical package is modest. He doesn't bring exciting size, athleticism, or arm talent to the table, and his ceiling is limited. He isn't immune to off-target throws and risky decisions with the football. In addition, his jumping competition and transition to a pro-style offense is notable. Zappi profiles as a backup quarterback at the next level. So he can come in and operate, and you know he's, he's a smart quarterback. He's pretty instinctive. But all of that is impacted by a very modest physical profile. This isn't a guy with a big arm with good size or good athleticism. He's below average in all of those categories. If he had all that stuff, he'd probably been a top, I don't know, maybe the number one pick in the draft, but he's missing uh, the exciting physical traits. So, you know, not a big arm, not much size, not much athleticism, but good passing game instincts, sees the field well, and it was like the most productive player in the history of college football. Uh, So he comes in um, to the NFL in a very unique opportunity becoming the Patriots starter. And um, some people were surprised that he was a fourth round pick. I graded him more mid to late day three, uh, but he's had an opportunity here to take over this offense. And it's been a lot better with him as the quarterback. Uh, Again, I've mentioned he started four games to this point. And so I want to talk about his metrics over those four games. His average time to throw is 2.67 seconds, which is 22nd in the NFL. When he gets the ball out under two and a half seconds, which is about half the time, 49-51 split on under and over two and a half seconds. So pretty close to dead even there. When he's under two and a half seconds, he completes 77% of his passes. That's sixth best in the NFL. Passer rating of 110.2, which is eighth best in the NFL. When he holds on to it for over two and a half seconds, he completes 59% of his passes, which is 12th in the league with a passer rating of 84.6, which is 18th. His average depth of target is 7.3. That's 25th in the NFL. 12.8% of his throws are 20 yards or more down the field, 
That's 13th in the NFL. So uh, above average when it comes to percentage of throws that are down the field. And when he throws the ball 20 yards or more down the field, he's having great success. Eight of 15, 225 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a passer rating of 138.2. That's fourth best in the NFL. That passer rating on throws 20 yards or more down the field over the last four games, fourth best in the NFL. By comparison, Josh Allen's like in the 60s in terms of his passer rating on throws 20 yards or more down the field. Under pressure, uh, that happens for Bailey Zappi a fair amount of time. About 36% of the time he's under pressure, but he's fared well under pressure. 82 passer rating under pressure. That's seventh best in the NFL. 54% completion percentage, seventh best in the NFL. So top 25% of the league in passer rating under pressure and completion percentage under pressure. When he's kept clean, his passer rating is 106.2, which is outstanding. And he completes 77% of his passes when he's kept clean. So metrically, Zappi's doing pretty well uh, to this point. Uh, play action, that happens 20% of the time. That's 25th in terms of frequency. His splits with and without play action are pretty close. They're actually a little bit better without play action. And then screens, still a big part of this offense. 12.5% of the throws Zappi has had are screens. That's ninth most frequent in the NFL and he averages 5.2 yards per attempt on screens, which is 14th. So the production's been pretty pretty decent, all things considered. You know, a, a, an offense that has been kind of struggling all season long, that I think has holes in the offensive line, that has holes in the skill players around him. Zappi's been able to come in and elevate uh, the performance of this offense. And so I, I think it's been a good switch, obviously, for the New England Patriots, and he's He's been better than Mac Jones, and we'll see if that will sustain itself. There's obviously limitations to Bailey Zappi, uh, but uh, he's he's provided a better option this season than Mac Jones, and that's who they're rolling with, of course, against the Bills, and presumably you know, the rest of the way they got the Jets to close out their season. All right, we're going to talk more about the offense and the keys for the Bills' defense against this Patriots offense here in just a moment, so be sure to stick with us. But folks, you got to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the funnest, most exciting, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is incredible. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros, including sharks. It's just you against numbers. Here's what you do. You select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. That is it. It doesn't take long. Picks can be made in under a minute. And then when you win, the withdrawals are super, super quick. I love all the sports that are on TV right now. I love them even more when I have a prize picks entry going into a slate of games. And you can also cross-pollinate between sports. So maybe there's something you like in the NFL and you want to work that together with something in the NHL, NBA. You can cross-pollinate between the sports and really put together the entry that you really love. So check it out. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL. And use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots is Bill O'Brien, 53 years old. He's back with the Patriots. He was their offensive coordinator in 2011, and then he went to Penn State to be their head coach. Then he was the, the Houston Texans head coach for five seasons, then the Alabama offensive coordinator for a couple of years. Now back with the New England Patriots as their offensive coordinator. It's not been a very good season statistically for the Patriots offense. They only average 14 points per game. That's dead last in the NFL. 
Uh, they've been better the last three games. They've averaged 21 points per game. So as I've said, Zappy's making this team a little bit better. Uh, they average 5.3 yards per pass. That's 28th. 3.9 yards per rush. That's 24th. They turn it over 13% of drives. That's 11th. And in terms of the Bailey Zappy starts, they've had exactly one turnover in each of those four starts. So I think it's a fairly decent job of taking care of the football. Uh, their third down conversion rate is only 31%. That's 30th in the NFL. And and surprisingly, they have a very good red zone touchdown percentage. 57.6% uh, of trips to the red zone result in a touchdown for their offense. That's 11th best in the NFL. Let's look at their personnel. Um, at wide receiver, Devontae Parker, it's kind of been the the receiver that Bailey Zappi throws the ball to the most. Um, you, you're familiar with Devontae Parker or the Bills have been playing Devontae Parker for a long time, whether it's been Miami or New England, where he specializes is in contested situations. He gets leverage at the catch point, big physical guy that can go up and get the football. Not much of a separator, but whether it's getting leverage early in routes or getting down the field and winning, at the catch point, he provides somewhat of a big play threat. Uh, Demario Douglas is a young player, uh, has some athleticism. Uh, they'll get him going on some reverses, and he's got some juice, right? A lot different than Devontae Parker. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, he's had some down-the-field success with Bailey Zappi. He's missed, he missed last week, uh, their most recent game. So we'll see what his status is. And then Tyquan Thornton, who's got really, really big-time speed down the field. Uh, young player out of Baylor uh, was a second round pick a couple of years ago for them. That's kind of the their four primary receivers uh, right now. Kendrick Bourne not available; he's hurt. So Parker, Douglas, Juju, and Tyquan Thornton their their receivers at tight end. Hunter Henry, of course, their tight end. He missed last week. We'll see what his availability is, but he's been very good with Bailey Zappi uh, to this point. And then their backups are Pharaoh Brown and Mike Gusecki. Pharaoh Brown's actually been more productive than Mike Gusecki. Brown, I thought he caught a couple of passes against the Bills, actually, and he's had some big moments this year. He's a veteran. Uh, Mike Gusecki, kind of a hybrid tight end slot receiver, kind of a limited player, but does have a lot of size and, and ball skills as well. Their running backs, Ramondre Stevenson is injured. He won't be available for this game. Ezekiel Elliott is their lead uh, ball carrier. Kevin Harris, the backup young player out of South Carolina, big physical running back. Uh, Zeke has been the focal point of this backfield, of course, with Stevenson out, and he caught a ton of passes. I think last week he had nine receptions, um, and so that'll be surely a big part of what Zappi wants to do. If he doesn't have those options down the field, he will look to dump it down to Zeke Elliott. And actually, when you look at the distribution of targets in the last four games with Bailey Zappi, Zeke Elliott's by far the most targeted player. 30 targets for Zeke over the last four weeks. And then it's Devontae Parker with 19 targets, but he did miss one game. Then it's Hunter Henry, third on the team in targets with 16. He has missed a game. Demario Douglas is fourth. He has 13, but missed two games. Juju Smith-Schuster has nine targets over the last four games, but he missed two games. And then Tyquan Thornton, who's been available for all those games, has eight targets. So we'll see who can... Who's going to play? Of course, Hunter Henry and Juju Smith-Schuster are kind of the, the two guys that we're waiting to see. But they're going to throw the ball to Zeke Elliott. They're going to throw the ball to Devontae Parker. They're going to, they're going to sprinkle in the two young, speedy players in Tyquan Thornton and Demario Douglas. And then we'll see what happens. Hunter Henry and Juju Smith-Schuster are able to go. 
that's going to obviously help them a ton when it comes to experienced pass catchers for Bailey Zappi. Let's look at this offensive line. There's some questions here. At left tackle is Ben Trent Brown, who's had a pretty good year, but I don't know what his status is. He He's had an ankle injury, and then he had some criticisms for the team about not giving Malik Cunningham a chance to be the quarterback. And then he was in a team video last week where they were breaking down the huddle and they won the game. They're all excited. And Trent Brown like backed out of the huddle before they, you know, even were able to do their like celebration together. So I don't, I don't know what the situation there is. He didn't take every snap at left tackle last week. It was Verdarian Lowe who played about half the snaps last week. So we'll see what's going on here at left tackle. Obviously, they're going to be a better team if Trent Brown plays, but there's a chance Verdarian Lowe is going to be their left tackle. At left guard, uh, Cole Strange, their typical starter, recent first-round pick, he's injured. He won't play in this game, so it'll be Antonio Maffi at left guard, who's really struggled this year when he's had to play, and that's an opportunity for the Bills to take advantage of a matchup. At center, it's the always reliable David Andrews, uh, been their starter for a long time, consistent player. Their right guard is City uh, City So, a rookie fourth-rounder this past year who's has had some good moments. Uh, it looks like he could be a solid starter for them moving forward, but I think he's still a rookie that has uh, those up-and-down tendencies. And then for my money, their best offensive lineman is Mike Unwainu, their right tackle. So we'll see what happens with Trent Brown, but you should be able to attack those guards, and if Rodarian loves the left tackle, you better win that matchup as well. So what are my keys for the Bills on defense against this Patriots offense? Number one is keep Bailey Zappi's head spinning. This is still a young quarterback, a limited quarterback. His seventh career starts coming up. He hasn't seen it all. You need to make sure that there's a lot that he has to process. You want to be very good with your disguise pre and post snap. Give him a different picture post snap than what he sees pre snap. Pressure schemes, simulated pressures, all the creative things that you can do that's going to make Bailey Zappi think. That's going to make him hold on to the ball for that extra tick that allows your pass rush to heat up and get there. Um, I think that's going to be critical. You want to really throw the kitchen sink at a young quarterback like this that has the physical limitations that he does. Number two I have written down is inside leverage. A limited quarterback like this, you want to make him try to attempt throws that are harder to complete that require more arm talent. And so would he love to just throw the ball over the middle of the field, into the flats, easy throws? Yes, he would. Well, play with inside leverage and funnel those throws outside. Dare him to make throws and complete throws outside the numbers. Right, Play with that inside leverage, work everything inside out, which is something you're going to want to do next week against Tua anyways. So inside leverage is going to be critical. And the number three I have written down, revenge. This Patriots team scored 29 points on you last week. And that's, that's, honestly, something, that's honestly something I haven't been able to get out of my head. When we were going through the middle of this season and the Bills were an inconsistent team, that performance just, it, it it's eaten away at me. 29 points to Mac Jones. You give Mac Jones his first ever game-winning drive. The Patriots were above 50% on third down against you. Come on. I mean, this has been like the worst offense in the NFL, and they had a day against you. You better take that personal. Show up in this game and suffocate them. Be aggressive. Hunt the football. Set the tone with physicality. What did that look like against Dallas at home last time you played at Highmark Stadium? You set the tone with physicality, not just running the ball, but what you did on defense. You got you to come to this game with that type of intensity. Got a little extra time, right, coming 
You had eight days between games. You had that short week in L.A. You're back home. You got to set the tone, get some revenge. This, this team should not have had the offensive success that they had against you. Flip the script. Revenge. Suffocate this football team when they're on the field offensively with that inexperienced, modest physical tools quarterback. Be aggressive, hunt the ball, and my goodness, don't lose two games to the Patriots this year where they're going to be a five-win team, potentially, at best. All right, we're going to talk about the defensive side of the football where the Patriots are pretty tough. They've been really good, especially of late on the defensive side of the football, so stick with us. But folks, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to be certain that you have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn, not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, that's right, billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats right now, it might not have the time or resources to hire. Well, thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy, and they also just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots is this combination of Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo. Uh, they've been good this year for the most part. And keeping in mind, like, not all of these metrics are going to be impressive, but then remind yourself that this has been like the worst scoring offense in the NFL and realize that complimentary football is a real thing and it's hard to play good defense when your offense is bad. And I think that there's a, a lot good here when it comes to Patriots defense. They allow 21 and a half points per game. That's 16th in the NFL, 306 yards per game. That's eighth, 5.9 yards per pass. That's 14th. 3.2 yards per rush, that's number one. And they get turnovers 8.5% of the time, which is 29th. I think that's been kind of what's ruined a good Patriots defense is they don't take away the ball with a lot of consistency. They're 36% on third down. Uh, that's eighth best in the league. Their red zone defense has been really good, 48.9%. They blitz a ton, 33% blitz rate, seventh highest in the NFL, but their pressure and sack numbers are pretty poor. 20.4% uh, pressure rate. That's 19th and a 6.1% sack rate. That is 26th. Uh, let's talk about the personnel and then the keys here. And, and through the keys, I want to kind of bring up some of the stuff that hurt the Bills in week seven. Uh, Personnel-wise on the edge, uh, Dietrich Wise, Anthony Jennings, Keon White, Josh Uche are the primary players there. Dietrich Wise has been a, a veteran for them. Uh, long arms, heavy hands, plays the run, uh, compression-style rusher. He's good. I think he's in in some ways maybe a, a, a tick lesser version of what Greg Rousseau is for the Bills. Uh, Keon White, super athletic rookie out of Georgia Tech. Um, the playmaking hasn't been there, but he's a he's a big-time athlete. Josh Uche is healthy. He's a really talented speed rusher with a lot of bursts, with a lot of bend that's given the Bills problems in the past. And then Anthony Jennings is kind of a hybrid player that just kind of fits this Patriots model that they've had through the years. I'm not going to call him a Teddy Bruschi or Mike Vrabel, but that type of role is what they're doing with him, and he's he's been pretty productive of late. Uh, on the interior, uh, Christian Barmore is 
a monster, as you know. We had three sacks last week against Denver, and when he dials it up, he's as gifted as any interior defensive lineman in the NFL, so that's going to be a tough assignment. And then a couple of veteran fire hydrants is what I like to call them. Lawrence Guy, Devon Godchow. These guys aren't penetration-style players, but they don't get moved. They they maintain their space, and they're really important not only for the run defense, but how they like to rush. You know, the Patriots do a good job with their pressure looks. They free up uh, rushers to attack gaps. And these types of players, they're not going to be the ones that win, but they'll set the pick. They'll crash down. They'll create that lane that allows somebody else to shoot through it. So uh, good mix of athletes and um, fire hydrants, if you will. At linebacker, these linebackers wouldn't work for any team in the NFL besides the Patriots. But the way the Patriots play defense, they work. Jawan Bentley, Jelani Tavai are their two starting linebackers. And these are burly, 245, 250-pound dudes that don't have a ton of athleticism but they are physical downhill players uh, that can tackle. They don't have much range. They can blitz, though. Uh, they're kind of these straight-line guys that just work for this Patriots style of defense. Again, you could, they couldn't play for the Bills. They couldn't play for most teams. But for the Patriots, they work. Uh, and all the Belichick disciples, Brian Flores is out there. He, they'd be fine for the Vikings as well. Uh, so those types of defenses. They've also started to sprinkle in Mac Wilson a little bit a linebacker uh, out of Alabama that has athleticism. And so one thing about the Patriots that's different than a lot of teams is they play a ton of different players in their back seven. Some teams like the Bills are pretty static back seven. With the Patriots, they'll play a lot of different guys. And so that extra guy that they'll play at linebacker is Mac Wilson, who gives them more range or athleticism. At corner, they're pretty banged up here. Uh, obviously, Christian Gonzalez, their bright young first-round pick. He's been hurt all year. Um and J.C. Jackson has been kind of a flop bringing him back. So I, they're going to lean into Miles Bryant, Jonathan Jones, and Alex Austin. Alex Austin, yes, that's right. Bill's seventh-round pick, Alex Austin, that didn't make the Bills team. He went – they lasted for about half the season, then he's recently come over to the Patriots. He's having to play quite a bit of football for them. Uh, so Alex Austin, Miles Bryant, who's been this veteran for them that returns punts, that can play safety, that can play in the slot, can play outside. Uh, he's been kind of a Swiss Army knife for them. I'm not sure he's a great player, but he can do a lot of different things. And then Jonathan Jones, the veteran of the group, uh, still a good player. He's aging, inside-outside flexibility, uh, can play some man coverage, physical at the line of scrimmage. You know the Patriots kind of have this type when it comes to their corners, and Jonathan Jones fits into that. We could see some Sean Wade this week. Uh, we'll see. They'll 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 rotate corners and do all kinds of different things at corner, but I think primarily it's going to be Miles Bryant, Jonathan Jones, and Alex Austin. At safety, Kyle Duggar, stud safety, uh, can fly downhill and tackle and has tons of range. Jabril Peppers has been his running mate, and he's been really, really good for them. He didn't play last week, so we'll see what his status is. Jalen Mills played a lot of football instead of Jabril Peppers last week, and Mills is another one of those kind of can play outside corner, inside corner, play some safeties, transition to safety with New England uh, can play for them in a pinch. And then they unleash this rookie that they have, Marte Maypu, uh, rookie out of Sacramento State. That's one of these hybrid-type safety linebackers that they could use situationally as a spy. They can use maybe in some man coverage looks on some of the Bills' tight ends, but they will put him out there as well. And so, again, the Patriots will play a bunch of players on the back seven. If Duggar and Peppers are healthy, I think it'll primarily be them. If Peppers can't go, I think you'll see some Jalen Mills. And then I think situationally, you'll see some Marte Maypu. So what are my keys for the Bills 
offense against this Patriots defense. Number one is protection. Uh, You think back to that week seven game. All I can think about is three runners at Josh Allen. And part of that being Josh Allen not identifying those runners and getting the ball out of his hands. Some of it were some missed assignments, but the Bills had protection problems against this team. And that really made it tough. And they blitzed in week seven, 50% of the pass plays. And they got pressure on Josh Allen 41% of the time. You have got to look at that tape, figure out what went wrong, and evolve and improve and anticipate what they're going to do this time around. Because your protection schemes failed big time against the Patriots in week seven. And so Josh has got to get the ball out of his hands. And you got to have a plan for them to overload, send simulated looks. They're going to they're gonna do a lot at the line of scrimmage. And you better have the answers this time around. Number two is this run defense is legit. Do not bang your head against the wall. I know the Bills have been kind of more of a run team than they've been a pass team lately. But you don't you don't just you don't just bang your head against the wall against the Patriots. You gotta you gotta have a plan to run the football and soften them up. And you kind of you probably use the pass to set up the run this time around. The Patriots have held six opponents in a row under 85 rushing yards, nine of the last 10 under 85 rushing yards. And they allow the fewest yards per carry uh, of any team this season. They're legit on run defense. They got those burly downhill linebackers. They got those fire hydrants that I talked about. Their DBs tackle like you can run the ball, but don't run the ball just to run the ball. Run the ball because it's been softened up because you like the looks. It's going to be important this time around. And then number three is win the matchups in the passing game. You should have matchups that you can win. They don't have a corner that should be able to cover Stefan Diggs. If you get these linebackers in coverage, have a field day. We're talking about Alex Austin on Gabe Davis or Khalil Shakir. Miles Bryant shouldn't be able to take away whoever you have in the slot. Like You should have legitimate matchup advantages in the passing game. Go after them. Get the ball out of Josh Allen's hands and realize that your talent at the skill groups should be better than what they have in the back seven. So you have it. Pass protection has to be figured out this week. Don't bang your head against the wall when it comes to running the ball. Win matchups in the passing game. Special teams real quick. Chad Ryland, rookie kicker out of Maryland, uh, has had a bad season. 21 of 22 on extra points, 15 of 23 on field goals. Uh, So he's been super hit or miss. I think he hit a monster kick against the Bills, though, of course, right? Nobody misses field goals against the Bills. Uh, Bryce Berenger, another rookie, is their punter. He's been a lot better lately. His EPA per punt is actually right pretty close to Sam Martin. So uh, whatever you think of Sam Martin, that's the caliber of punter Bryce Berenger is. Their kick returner, Jalen Rager, uh, was a former first-round pick of the Eagles. Has bounced around a little bit. Uh, got some straight-line speed, but he has not really been an effective player in the NFL, and he's not really been an effective kick returner, although he is fast. Miles Bryant is their punt returner, uh, who I think is one of those catch-the-ball, make-good-decisions type options, not very explosive in the return game. So could have some opportunities if you wanted to be aggressive and get some tackles on special teams. I wouldn't be overly concerned with Rager or Miles Bryant. So you have it. The Bills' next opponent against these Patriots, a game you think the Bills should win. They're at home. They're 12.5-point favorites. Uh, but the Patriots have had have some things going for them. They're playing better with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. Their defense has been pretty good all year. Their run defense is outstanding. And you lost to a lesser version of this team in Week 7. So... Time to time to write the ship here. Time to get this win. 
and position yourself to play the Miami Dolphins next week for the division. But step one, there's 14 playoff clinching scenarios for the Buffalo Bills this week. None of them include the Bills losing to the Patriots. So go get this dub. There you have it. We'll have one more conversation for you this week. Uh, We'll do final thoughts, talk to Dr. Kyle Trimble about the injuries, and, of course, my predictions for Sunday. So don't miss anything. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.